hello and welcome back to another episode of the Muscle and the Hustle podcast. We've actually not got Mickey this week, believe it or not, this will be my first solo podcast. I'm not going to lie, actually a little bit nervous about the big man. It's one of them things where I've never actually thought that people would be listening to an extent. You know, whenever you're doing it by yourself, you're like, oh, I actually need to have a full conversation with myself, which is what I do normally in my head, but it's different record now. I've actually got this in video too. So this one will be a little bit different. So Mickey's absolutely banana busy. And there's only literally one time that suited him. And I said, everybody was requesting, you know, a solo one. So let's let's give it a go and see how it works out. So you never know. Mickey might not be back if this works out well enough. So make sure the, the listenership is up this week. Now, this is literally just going to be a mix. I'm not going to really run with any t- I'm going to run with a couple of questions as normal. And we're just going to go with us and see how it goes there's so many cameras on me at the minute and a ring light and everything here because i'm recording this so it is a bit wipe out so more than anything what's been going on right so i'm back in northern ireland at the minute for a couple of days before i fly from my sister's wedding which is a bit metal because it turns out like if anybody knows my family we know we're very very close there's only four or five of us going to the wedding like my auntie can't go now she's actually the doctors told her that because of her, her mental health the way she's feeling and even her physical health is deteriorating and not in a really bad way but just in a way where she's actually not fit to travel she's actually not able to go which is which is literally taking a bit of a toll and i think my whole family is like i'm not going to get it but it's one of these things where i think seeing where something like this happens and like there's no real reason for it. You know why people say oh, everything happens for a reason and then you hear of like a child dying or you hear of something like where it's you almost feel like it's unfair. I think in that situation, it's really important that you flip things on its head and be grateful. And I know it sounds odd, but it's something I've really found useful this week. And I don't want it to turn into a preachy podcast, but whenever I've been struggling this week where I'm just like, oh, that's going to put a real dampener on it. I've just been like, I'm just grateful she's okay. Even though she can't make it, she's here, she's alive, she's on the man, she's getting better things could be a lot worse. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of the things, and yes, it's all this stuff where people are like, oh, be grateful for everything. But to be honest, whenever you're really struggling, being grateful for a little thing is usually, as as always, like the small things turn out to really be the big things in life. So just even focusing on that can make a big difference for how you feel. And I find that like a real good mindset shift. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm actually struggling to breathe already. I'm talking that fast. I don't know how I'm going to keep this up for like 45 minutes, but we'll roll. Now, do give me feedback, goff, whatever you want in this one, because you'll get a good laugh. I'm also slurping tea here, so I apologize for that. But whenever we break it down, I've been asked a whack of questions. I just thought I'd fill you in that. A company set up in Dubai. My residency sorted now. It's got the weirdest thing ever in my passport. Uh, we were actually, I don't even want to say what we were going to call this podcast, because I don't know. We might use it for the next one. But this is a wee bit different. So things are moving very, very fast. Things are moving very differently. But I really like that now. It's getting me out of my comfort zone. And I would highly recommend it because I think being away from home for the last six weeks, majority by myself, has really, it does help a good bit because it makes you just adapt and you get more opportunities and stuff. That's something I noticed whenever I moved. You connect with different people. There's more learning. It, it puts you out of your comfort zone. I honestly will always say that. The more you're out of your comfort zone, the more you'll grow as a person and figure out. Like I've even been questioning things like, do I want to bodybuild, you know? And it's nice because it's refreshing. Whereas when you're, see, whenever you're in, knitted into your own comfort zone, you don't question like what makes you happy anymore. And I'll dive into that in a wee bit, but we'll do some like quick fire Q and A's and stuff. I'm actually going to double check, right? This is recording. Thank Christ. Cause that would have been absolutely terrible. Cause I don't think I can do this again. I'm actually going to have to time this because I've no clue how far we are. So you can tell Mickey runs the show because Mickey actually came to me with the idea of the podcast. And I must, I would never say thank you to him and hopefully he doesn't listen to this. But he actually came with the idea of the podcast. And I literally just show up late majority of the time. 
and Mickey, <laughs> Mickey edits, he does the music, he does the, the uploading. So obviously I'm the talent stuff, <laughs> but it's one of them things where <laughs> he actually, I would say out of both of us, people would prefer a solo cast with him, but you'll get a good laugh at this one anyway. So we've got some wipeout questions and I'm going to do a couple, go on a couple of rants. We'll just see how where this goes. This could go very pear-shaped. So I put up a Q&A yesterday and I always find these really, really good because mixture of fitness, mixture of everything. So look, I had somebody write in like, and I'm going to, I'm going to try and not dive into too much fitness, but like, for example, like somebody, I think this is a really good question. It's very interesting. Like somebody asked me, will you ever do a steroid cycle? And the quick answer is, I'm not really sure. I think whenever I do go to compete, if I do compete, it's silly not to if you want to do well. And that's just me being honest. Like if you're going to compete now, there is health implications. I'm not saying do it. I think the only real reason you should be doing it, and it doesn't really justify because I think you're covering insecurities, but is because everybody else is enhanced. So you're not going to do well. So if you're competing without them, you're probably not going to do well. So if you see me competing at a high level show, I'll talk about it then and there, but at the moment, no, it's not, it's not something I value enough, you know, it's something, one of the things you need, you need to really break down and think about. Now, as we run through this and we break it down and when we look at it, there's other questions that people were asking that are hilarious. Like I've heard apple cider vinegar. There's real things. I keep stitching people on TikTok at the minute about apple cider vinegar. The thing is too, there's gummies being sold. There's everything now. Now research shows that you can lose weight of apple cider vinegar. If you're in a deficit, there is no research to prove that you can lose weight with just apple cider vinegar. Now, in vitro, so when studies are done, I don't want to bore you, but when studies are done, they're usually three ways. They're usually done in vitro. I think it's called that word. It's like in no test tubes. Then it's in animals, usually rats, and then in the people or a larger animal then in the people. Now, this is where, like, for example, like if you were doing steroids trials, it's in vitro. They usually give it to rats, and that's where they find out, Joe, there be like tumor problems, stuff like that. There, That's the same way with medication. But whenever you break down apple cider vinegar, it's actually shown in vitro that by itself, it would make sense that it would lose your body fat. But every time they move up the levels and it goes to human, they've never actually done studies where people have lost significant weight loss with just apple cider vinegar. So the evidence is inconclusive, but there is some back into it. And I think that's why people jump on it. But until the evidence backs it fully, it doesn't make sense. And it's something I wouldn't be overly keen on. Now, as we push on here, there's other, there's other ones. Mickey's going to say this is a matter of QA, but there is some mental ones here, like as well, like where people were asking me about menstrual cycle and stuff. Could you explain this? And I was like, that's going to be like an, an hour long. And I think, do you ever hear the thing of man explaining the menstrual cycle? It's like a thing where people on TikTok or Instagram are explaining the menstrual cycle. And it's coming from such a male perspective that it almost comes across insensitive, is probably the right word. So it's one of the things I'll dive into briefly. So they were just sort of asking me about like how does it affect your weight and realistically just i'm going to oversimplify this because i want to keep these quick fire like if you're a female and you're weighing yourself week one you're going to be light which is after you bled three days after bleeding you'll be lightest week two you'll be slightly heavier week three light week four at your all-time heaviest so lightest week one week two we would have your week three lighter week four at all-time heaviest and that's just before you bleed so now that's based on a 28 day menstrual cycle everybody is slightly different and it's just one of them things that's a wee bit different to think about it and there's other books and stuff on the pill and all you can read if you really want to get involved with that but it's one of the things where people ask me for the menstrual cycle ask me about pills and i think it's actually one of the things that is almost afraid to be talked about i went to a course before and the person who took the course made a really good analogy and i think it is a good thing to say he said it was the same of any real drug that manipulates hormones like the pill or steroids and he said that if you imagine your body's like a factory all right so whenever you take the pill 
not that it shuts it down, but it does block it. And if you imagine that, if you turned off a factory, like a factory that workers worked in for, say, say six months and the workers came back and everything started working again, it wouldn't be too bad. Whereas if you were shut the factory for 10 years and you bring the workers back in, it doesn't matter when the workers are back in. The machine equipment isn't the same. You know, it's rusted. It's not been used. It's not as good. So this is also in a book. I forget what the book's name is. I read it a long time ago. It's on the pill. Um, it actually says that like the longer you're on, the more effects. So breaks can help. And that's why sometimes you'll find if, if there is issues with like people's feelings or like hormones or emotional swings or even weight and stuff, the doctor will sometimes recommend that. So it's just something to look at where it can't help. Now, I'm not a doctor, but it's one of the things where it is quite an interesting topic. And it goes to the same with anything. Like it's, it's, it's not probably supposed to be consumed long term. It's not normal to an extent. Majority of pills actually trick you into thinking you're already pregnant. So weight sort of stays the same. Hormones don't fluctuate as much. Now, oh my God, Jesus, there's a lot of talking when you're by yourself. I'll tell you that. Like if anybody's ever considered doing a podcast, like you need a lot of liquids. I'm not even lying. Like I literally have tea, a two liter bottle of water. And I'm trying to think, how do I keep you entertained while I actually like actually i was gonna say lubricate my throat but that starts to sound like a porno <laughs> Maggie, Maggie's not gonna be happy that we've already went down the porn route and it's probably what about we're only probably about 10 15 minutes in so like whenever we run for the q a's they're good and i want to keep some of them like fitness i want to go into other stuff as well i think as well like one of the ones that people ask like that's straightforward as fuck is people go are boot camps effective no they're complete shite they just starve you and then you put all the way back on. They don't educate you. And that's the problem with them. Do you know, when you're not getting educated on something like a boot, whenever you do a boot camp, they literally drill calories super low. You get a okay photo. Usually it's per enough. And then you just rebound. Like it's like that into Christmas. It's not usually a smart tactic. So it's one of the things where I don't think it's smart. And I don't recommend boot camps. And that's just me being straight. It's not personalized. It's just a drilling fest. Yes, it's usually cheap, but you always get what, you're, what you pay for. So I wouldn't recommend them. Uh, other things that people were asking me as well is I think this is an interesting one like a spartamine so I put up a story they were awake and I put up being like look zero calorie drinks there's nothing wrong with them you can work away and somebody actually wrote to me um, was like I've heard and I've read studies on the fact of that there's I think there's an amino acid in like zero calorie drinks no way there's a spartamine stuff I think it's called choline I could be wrong and apparently it affects neurotransmitter and i don't want to put you to sleep you're probably all like cold or you've turned off because mickey's not here and he's probably the entertainment but practically whenever you break it down this choline uh, apparently crosses the brain blood barrier like alcohol you know so it can affect your brain function uh, so it's shown and it, it's shown that it can actually have an effect like where they super i think they like practically give a rats like super dose made it do like a, a maze for cheese, say like a hundred times and every time it got the cheese and every time it got quicker because it knew the maze. But then they gave it like a super high dose of aspartamine or like choline in it. I need to read the study again, but practically I went through this and the rat forgot. So they're saying that there's a link between like Alzheimer's and this, but at the same time, see, see although it's nice to read research, a lot of studies, and this is me being honest, are invalid because the research doesn't fucking make sense. Like I read the amount of like, aspartamine that gave the fucking like the rats it's like fucking a truck like it like literally pumping it into a stage where it's like it's like you'd have to drink like a hundred tins a day of coke a day for a month you know like <laughs> nobody's got time for that never mind the gas you blow up like a balloon so it's one of the things where that's all well and good uh 
it's all well and good saying that in a study, you know, like, yes, aspartamine can cause some sort of brain dysfunction, but not whenever it comes up in the study that it's like fucking a hundred, it's the equivalent of like a hundred tins of fucking Diet Coke. Like that is completely irrelevant. And that's the problem where people are quoting this stuff without actually reading the fucking methods. So trust me on this, like there's nothing wrong with aspartamine. If anybody does tell you there, there is something wrong with zero calorie drinks, tell them to fuck off plain and simple because they don't know what they're talking about research is literally there day and night now there's so many studies oh my god you're just going to hear me complain about a dry throat now i think one of the good things i was saying there about the gratitude and all and even talking about the holidays and stuff was see whenever you're away and you're by yourself like i would always recommend like see one of my things i always notice is and this is just going a bit of a rabbit hole is you always see people that don't like spending time by themselves. I actually really recommend this. If you've ever done this, like see if you notice you struggle to sit with your thoughts. I think usually there's something going on. Now, this can be slightly different if you're obviously, if Joe, you have depression or there's a mental health condition, obviously you should speak to somebody who's qualified or you shouldn't be by yourself. But if you don't have any of that and you notice that you actually sometimes struggle to be by yourself or you struggle, like you almost want company around you, I would almost recommend challenging yourself to be by yourself because It'll make you actually think like you can journal by yourself. And I've noticed, I see when I have a bit away, like small things that I would never do. I've almost been like, why am I doing that? Like, Joe, you're, you're not impacted by any environment because you're completely by yourself. You can even do this at home. It's just one of the things where I think a lot of people don't do it enough. And it's something that I wish I'd have done sooner because now I'm starting to even go like, right, does weights make me happy? Does working this much make me happy? And sort of going, right, well, what, why, why would I need to work this much for money? Or why do I need to do this? What is driving this? Is it insecurity? Is it happiness? What's the reason? And I know that sounds pretty deep, but I think whenever you go through, like I've always said about, like you would have heard me in the podcast before about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like practically a research on like the levels of like psychology and to get to the top level where you feel your best is called enlightenment. And now I sound like a monk and you probably think I'm in a robe. But I always think, like, do you know, do you ever hear the term flow? And I'm sure you've got it. Do you know, whenever like you're doing something and you're completely in love with the moment or you're completely present and Mickey's going to listen to this and go, what did I let this man do a solo podcast for? But, and I think if, if other areas in your life are stressing you or there's stuff going on in the background, you haven't addressed and taken time to, you really struggle to get there more often. Now, you'll know a time that that's happened to you, whether you've been climbing up a mountain or you've been skiing on the slopes or on a beach and literally everything is good. You feel great. And obviously things come up in life, like stress is life, everything. But it's one of the things where to get there, you need to make sure not everything's in priority. Everything won't be in life. Like life is literally just getting from getting bricks thrown at you day after day until you until you have to learn how to cope with them. But it's one of the things where I think sometimes spending time with yourself can help you feel better in all scenarios like you can hit flow in home just having a cup of tea then you're much happier you're more content because there's not as much going on in the background because you've actually thought about it Do you know what? sometimes you can beat yourself up because you feel like there's you're, you should be doing more there's more potential you should be investing more you should be working more you should be getting more from your sex life your family life fucking everything and you're just like jesus christ you know and you can almost stress yourself out now not everybody will get this but you know that feeling of like there's more. And I think as you approach like an age, like I'm, I know our listenership is usually in between. It's a, it's like 18 to 35 is the average. Like in between that age is a really strange age where you, you get like your quarter life crisis. I'm not saying I'm going for this now. Mickey probably thinks I've shaved my head and turned into a monk. But it's one of the things where 
I think it, there's not enough talk about it. And it's a very, very delicate stage in your life because there's a lot of things going on where people are talking about marriage. There's talking about kids later on. You have to sort of try. There's a lot of pressure on you to figure out your degree or figure out what career you want or where you want to go. And I just want you to realize that nobody has a fucking clue. Like I literally was out in Dubai there with loads of people that run really successful businesses. And what I love is whenever you see somebody on Instagram or I see somebody I know and they're like, Oh, I just like I'm doing uni, like, and I don't even like this degree, and I don't know where I'm going. And I'm just like, mate, I was the exact same. And I love the fact that I was t- talking to people who are like successful as men. They're like, mate, I'm just winging this. And I was like, oh, great, because so am I. And it's it's nice because it sort of relaxes you and makes you realize that you don't need to have everything together because everybody is winging it. And it's one of them things where people can sort of put on fronts on Instagram, put on fronts and all like realistically you put on fronts on Instagram where they're acting successful. They act like they've got it all together, but realistically every single person I'm talking from experience, I'm talking for myself is winging it. No matter how good it looks on Instagram, people are winging businesses, their, their relationships, their family life. They're just hoping things work. And it's one of the things where I think once you know that everybody doesn't have everything planned to a T it can relax you a bit because you feel like there's not as much pressure on you because it can seem like everybody's got everything together until you actually get a lock in. And I think sometimes when you get a bird's eye view and even somebody else's life, you realize, oh, great. Like, and, and not in a bad way. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad way, but I love when I'm talking to someone and they're open and honest about it. And they're like, oh, well, like, I'm not sure if this uni degree is right. Not sure if this career is right. I'm not sure if this relationship is right. Like my family, I'm like, mate, look, <laughs> everybody's the same. Like nobody's, nobody's fully got it tuned in. I think that's real refreshing. Whereas there's been this real prasad that, admitting that is like a weakness like you you need to have everything sorted and you don't like i think that's the point of it like do you ever see that i've read <laughs> oh jesus herbal sorry i read something over week and it was like the point of like it was just like somebody's interpretation of the point of life and this is getting very deep and it was like if you could see where you are in 30 years from now like would you want to and i think that's the exact reason why i left the fire service is like I want to roll the dice. I want to see what else there is. Like I could tell what way my life was going to plan out there. So the reason that I went with coaching is because I didn't know. So I'd rather see what happens and I'd rather not know because there's no fun in that. Like if you know the score in a football game, do you continue to watch it? Do you know what I mean? You don't watch replays of football games. Like you don't watch a replay of the Champions League from fucking 2003. You just don't because you know what happens and it's boring. So if you knew what was going to happen in your life, yeah, it might be secure, but who the fuck wants to live a boring life? That's not for anybody. So I think as well, just not knowing where you're going brings excitement and that can fulfill you to quite an extent. Just letting you ponder that way. Take a gulp of my very cold tea now because I've been talking too much. I'm also checking the time every five minutes to see have I actually done enough. But I'd say I'm about 20 minutes in. I'm actually just estimating. So this could be the world's longest podcast or the world's shortest Shortest, I actually went high pitch there. Yes, yeah, so like a bit of a weird one there to be to be all in. And like even when I hold my phone, do you know what's metal? My, my father was telling me earlier, my father, my dad, don't know if anybody notices that, but like, I don't know why I said father, but anyway, well, he is that, but it's just a weird term. You don't hear people say that. Anyway, he was telling me just before he came in here, uh, like, I don't know if anybody else does this. Like I connect my phone before I leave and I use hands for age, you know, for playing songs. And he was telling me he's seen the police pull somebody over there for taxi and driving. See, I don't know if anybody else realizes this, but because there's been like real bad crashes, I think it's in the UK, Northern Ireland, South, they're bringing the points from three to six, I think. So if you're caught taxing twice, like your license is gone. Like, so it's one of these things where more and more car crashes are happening. So if you, well, one, you shouldn't be taxed in the first place, but two, 
I don't know, I must be working for the PS9 now, giving out a fucking broadcast, but even just for yourself, it's one of them things where I've seen so many bad car crashes and like, there's my good deed done for the day. If you're taxing while listening to this, you're not cool. You're probably going to cause a crash. <laughs> oh, I can't go with this. Mickey's going to have a fit. Uh, somebody wrote to me, this is good as well. Like these are training. We'll go back. We'll dive into a couple of training questions. So somebody asked, is the timing of rests in between sets important? And yes, it is. Like realistically, when you break this down, the, like is the timing of sets important during training? Yeah, plain and simple. Because if you're resting 10 minutes in between sets and then the following week, you only rest three minutes, there's a big difference in how strong you're going to be, how warmed up your muscles are. But a better example is, Joe, one minute to three minutes. And most research actually does show for all lifts and all rep ranges, you actually build more muscle and strength the longer you wait. The only issue is how long do you really want to wait in between sets? I honestly find two to three minutes for most movements. As long as you're training hard, probably optimal. I don't know what sounds odd, but that's even arm movements. That's majority movements. The only ones maybe resting less is maybe calves or abs. The rest, we have more time, get your intensity up, and then you can train properly hard. And I think that pays off a lot more. So just something completely different there. Uh, just reading through these, some of these are weird. Like some of these I can't even answer. Like some of these are dirty. Uh, Swap for hip thrust movement. Right. Well, realistically, when you think about a hip thrust, what's a swap for a hip thrust? Whenever you think about it, it's literally just shortening of the glute. So any movement where you're getting the glute fully shortened will do this. So to some extent, you'll get a similar squeeze from like the likes of like a hyperextension. So that's a really good swap for swap. Simple, susted. And then I think this is more of a different one that I'm going to dive into. And like, it's how to invest. So I don't know. My Instagram's got loads of traction. I've had loads of people writing about finance, mortgages. So we can even do a couple of minutes on this because I know Mickey sleeps now. And I went into it last week, but practically just download Trading 212. I'm not sponsored by the app, but you can literally just start with that. You can actually play with £50,000, like a virtual, and play with it for three months before you put anything in. But realistically, you'd be best putting in something because... It's always about time in the stock market. The earlier you get in, the more likely you are to earn. I think the average percentage of most shares, like the S&P 500, which is top 500 companies in the world, you'll usually get between 5 and 10% back per year on average. Some years lower, some years higher. That's usually what it average outs up. There you go. Plain and simple. Just get involved, learn. And don't you don't need to read. Like There's this real thing, I think, as well, where everybody's trying to find out, like, what book should I be reading? Where, where's the secrets coming from? It's not. I love the idea of a read online the other week. Like, majority of the knowledge that you're getting from books you already know it's just bringing it to the forefront like you've already got that in the back of your head yes you will pick up the odd thing but it's one of the things where you'll actually get more by thinking for yourself to an extent i know that sounds a bit mental because obviously you don't know everything but sometimes reading you'll actually get more if you actually thought about the problem yourself like whereas like i've read every book there is on fucking stocks and shares i'm not gonna lie it fucking confused the fuck out of me and i've got 130 percent returns this year so it's one of the things where just actually having to think will usually help quite a touch like think how the market works like think where's the future going like electric cars tesla makes sense so who owns the infrastructure for electric cars tesla what's the problem with the environment Joe, and then you're starting to get like obviously I'm hyping up Tesla there, but it's one of the things where Elon Musk is trying to sort future problems. That's where the money's going to be. It's not going to be in petrol cars because they're getting rid of it in 2030. So even stuff like that, like what car companies are going to be ahead of the burn or ahead of the ahead of it before it all crashes and burns. It's just a bit of a weird thing to say. And even like somebody asked me as well, like and people are afraid to talk about this. Like ask me how much did I use for like my first investment in property? I used 20 grand, and that's just we went straight. I'd saved up to buy a car. Uh, 
and I didn't buy the car. I ended up buying a house instead. It was a hundred grand house. It was actually the first house I've lived in. Not mentioning the address because I think that's weird. And you, I don't want you calling up the house because there's a woman living there. And practically, I lived there till I was like five. My one sold it. The way to hear this, this is mental. My one sold it in 19, I think 1989 or 1998 for 46,000, right? They bought it for 18,000, I think like 10, 10 years before that. 46 in 1998 and i bought it back in i bought it back four years ago so say 2016 say 15 16 years later roughly for a hundred in the head is not not wise the the actual inflation in houses now obviously everything's going up but it shows you like property is only going up that's one of the reasons why i'm getting involved but interesting that's the fact like whenever we were viewing it like i was pulling down cribs and stuff from the roof that were mine uh, or sorry, not from the roof, from the attic. I wasn't on top, wasn't on top of the top of the roof. But yeah, and that's all I started with. I took it out in my name. There was no issue because I was working with the fire service at the time. I took it out in my name and then you can always swap it to a bite of that. But that's literally how I started. I was saving for a car and then I had a chat with somebody and do you know what? I realized I was buying the car to impress people. Like I was buying it because I wanted more attention. I was buying it for all the wrong reasons. I wasn't buying it. Do you know, some people are into cars and if you work hard, yes, you get it. But I also hate it. Did you ever hear people whenever, like, do you ever see that quote? It really stuck with me. People work a job they don't like to pay for a car. They don't they pay for a car they love to drive to a job they don't like. Do you know what I mean? Like that makes no sense and i'm sure not that there's nothing wrong with that but a case of i'm sure you know people who are like that you know and i think the more direct debits and stuff you get tied into you can get tied down to an extent and one of my things i always value is freedom so i think that's something that's really interesting is like if you're looking at doing wealthier or getting more freedom like it just depends what you value like if you love cars you love space don't be afraid to like what's right for me might be wrong for you you know you have to do what makes you happy and i feel like for me, whenever I'm tied into something, I always feel a little bit trapped. And I don't like like that four or five hundred pound direct debit coming out for a car. I feel like that's so much. At the minute I've got that from a truck, but I'm in a different position to where I would have been when I was in the fire service. Like if I had to pay 20 grand for a car when I worked in the fire service, like that was practically like I think I got 23 grand my first year working in the fire service, which is nuts. I think it works at like 13 pound an hour for running into a fucking burnt milton, which is a disgrace. Uh should be getting paid more. Um, social nurses and fucking anybody in the public sector it's not wise but that's a topic for another day but practically plain and simple whenever you think about it just make sure and this is going to be the general it's almost turning to be the general thing make sure you do things on your terms like if you want to be of a crowd or you want to be by yourself just do you like everything for me really did change when i know that sounds selfish but i started suiting myself and not other people i think that's really important like for a long time i was going out drinking taking drugs and it was almost just for the crack and i'd wake up the next day alone feeling down for myself i was like i'm doing this for where people fall into the peer pressure and whenever i start saying no to people my life really changed so it's just something to even think about for yourself like are you just following what you think is the next normal step and like social norms and what you should be doing or are you thinking for yourself like what makes you happy like would you rather go travel the world with literally nothing on your back but like a backpack or are you happy of where you work like or, like a lot of people, I think as well, get like me and Caroline, we kind of talk about this county down under, really worth a follow, really recommend our page is unreal, our podcast is good. But me and her always talk about this. It's like, there's this real thing of like, if somebody's unhappy, they think traveling's going to sort it. Traveling is not going to sort it. Yes, it can broaden your horizons. And I would recommend it for everyone, 100%. But it's one of the things of like, you can be happier at home with your family working, no, like fucking hate that term, normal job, but a case of just working away, enjoying it. Like, 
there's very there's very few things in life that bring me more happiness than taking a walk with a, like my sister's dog or our dog i know that sounds so simple but for me i think as well like whenever i talk to my mom and i always take advice from her because she's one of the smartest people i know uh it is this like whenever I ask her, like, what do you remember? Like, as you go through, like, I know it sounds really deep, but it's one of the things I always, I'm always, I'm always afraid. And I don't know if anybody else is, I'm always afraid of like leaving stuff on the table or not living right. I know that sounds really odd, but I'm just being open and honest. Like, as much as things go well in certain areas, Joe, that case of like, do I spend too much time doing this? Too much time training, too much, not enough time out drinking. Joe, is my life right? And she says to, to her, what really, really matters in the end is usually just the small things. She says, literally, just, a cup of tea and a bit of crack. It's the subtle things and too many people are focusing on. Like they're they're missing the what's the best way to explain this? Like what is it saying? Missing the trees for the forest. No, missing the forest for the trees. So yeah. So what that practically means is Joe, you're focusing on a few trees rather than full forest. And you end up getting caught with like shiny objects in the room. And I think that's where like people get like annoyed because like somebody says something about them on social media or, you know, you don't get invited to go out with your friends or somebody forgets something. It's not a big deal. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them things where when you look back and I'm taking that advice from her and I think that's something that we could definitely, I definitely will be trying to do forward. I've had this chat with her every week. It's one of them things like the simplicity of putting your phone, you're never going to remember whenever you're 90 and this may be nonsense, what the fuck was on Instagram last week or who's making videos or reels. Now, don't get me wrong. You can learn, you can move forward. But if you see your screen time is super high and like your mom or your family member or your girlfriend sitting across the table from you, like this is one of the reasons why like I get quite angry if I'm meeting somebody for lunch or something and they spend lots of time on their phone, I won't meet them again. Plain and simple. Like I'll cut it because I'm not, I'm not meeting you so you can scroll. That makes fuck all sense. And I feel like it's obviously an addiction and stuff, but it's one of the things where you're not going to remember that. And I think long-term you're getting short-term gratification by flicking on a dopamine hip that most people don't even realize but it's one of them things where like, if you're in the same room as me or if me and my mom are same, I always put my phone down and I do my best. Now it's not always the case. I'm not perfect, but it's one of them things where if you don't do it, you can cat you, you sort of can end up shooting yourself in the foot. And I think you'll end up, you're not realizing it, but not getting as much from life. And I feel like when you're on your phone, somebody else is on their phone, you can be inclined to do it as well. Cause it's almost like a protective mechanism. Like, yeah, let's just fucking scroll together. It's like, Way back in the day, more people knew each other and socialized because if you went in a bar, you couldn't sit on your phone and scroll if you were by yourself. That's immediately that's what you see. You know, see if somebody's in a club by themselves or something, they're on their phones. Do you know what I mean? And that creates like a real bad problem of having a conversation as well. So like if you're in the gym and you're fucking there to make friends as well as train and you're on your phone in between every set, people are not going to start a conversation with you. Do you know, like I don't want to annoy somebody who's got headphones in and on their phone because they're giving a the sign of fuck off, <laughs> plain and simple. So it's even just one of them things where I suppose this podcast turned into how to make friends, and I have very, very little. So <laughs> oh Jesus, near snorted there. Uh yeah, but I don't I don't know where this don't know where this rabbit hole is going. And we went from a sport, I mean, we went apple cider vinegar, we went menstrual cycles. <laughs> yeah, just wipe out. Uh, I'm going to read through. I wonder if we've got any more here. Time between sets. How much? What's that say? How much credit to take? That depends on your size. Like if you're a 100 kilo male, you should be taking probably 10 grams. If you're a 50 kilo female, five grams would be enough. In my opinion, this idea of five grams daily for everyone anytime is fine. 
But if you want to optimize it, if you're a bigger human, you will need more. It's like you don't tranquilize a horse with the same dosage you give a dog. This is the exact reason why I got slightly annoyed with the vaccine. It doesn't make sense because I know it sounds odd, but like if you are, this is the reason why certain people are getting sick, in my opinion. No, it's not the case, but this is my honest opinion. If you were, all my clients that were lighter weights got ill during the vaccine, right? Because if you think about it, the dose they gave me, I was 103 kilos getting my dose. I had clients at 53 kilos getting the same vaccine as me. So technically, they're getting double the dose I was getting. So obviously, they're getting hit like a fucking brick. Now, don't get me wrong. You obviously need a certain amount to get it through your body. But it's one of the things where, like, and I'm not medically qualified in any sense. So I'm completely off here probably. But it's one of the things of, I noticed it as a trend. And it's one of the things where even a case of, you know, as I was saying, you don't tranquilize a dog and a horse with the same thing. You don't, and like the anaesthetist in the, if you're getting surgery, if you're 130 kilos or you're a 35 year old kid, 35 year old kid, sorry, 35 kid, kid. <laughs> 35 year old kid is Mickey Quinn, actually. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm choking. Uh, let me get a drink here. But if you're a 35 kilo kid yeah i got that right or 130 kilo meal you need this doesn't give you the same dosage because they would kill you do you know what i mean yeah that wasn't probably taken into account because obviously you couldn't do that maybe for everyone but that is one of the reasons in my opinion why certain people are getting iller because i just maybe it's just a trend with my clients but i noticed if you were a light individual you were getting sicker during the vaccine i suppose that's maybe the same but not for everyone obviously there's an extent if you're massively heavy and you're fat your immune system's compromised too but just something that I saw and I thought that was quite interesting. I honestly don't know if there's if there's much more to go through. Like that's a bit of a weird podcast. A couple of questions ran for a wee bit in my own life, and it's one of the things where seeing if you don't have a topic, you end up going down rants. But I've tried to make that thought provoking is probably the word. I haven't really. I fucking hate preaching podcasts. Like I actually really struggle to get a podcast listen to now because I feel like the entire time you're getting talked down to or they're trying to constantly teach you. And yes, I'm all for teaching, but I think see if you can actually promote like thoughts. Like I know it sounds really, really strange, but like see my training ideologies that don't come from a specific person. They come from a range of people where I've actually gathered everything myself. It's the same as your, your actual like morals, your values, who you are. It doesn't come from one person, like your mom, your dad, your bro. It comes from everything. And it's thought, and this is exactly why I say, like, with training, when people are trying to learn how to do programs, or even if they're trying to learn how to do business, don't just learn off one person. You want to take little bits that you like from everything and build your own ideologies. And this goes for everything. So it's one of the things where I enjoy, like, whenever I'm talking to someone, we're talking about business. It's not one way, or if you're talking about morals and how to live a life, it's not one way. It's thought provoking. Like, if you think anything there that's quite interesting or you want to dive into more of me, don't be afraid to give me a shout. But it's one of the things where, it's nice to almost not get fucking told what way to think. I think there's not more than that. And I think it's nice whenever it's like, do you know the way like you would turn around and so, I, sometimes I would even say, oh, that bodybuilder's taking life way too far. Like he literally definitely doesn't even eat out for a meal. But yet he could be happier. But then there's another person who could be doing that that actually is not happy and regretting it and doing it for the wrong reasons. So obviously everybody lives by their own terms. But I think a lot of people are living life on somebody else's terms. And that's something that I've noticed I used to do, especially at a young age. And the minute I flipped that in its head is probably I've like, I always struggled to be happy, especially when I was younger, especially around the like first, I don't want to bore you my life story, but 10 years, primary school, struggle with speech impediments, struggle making friends. It was always by myself, but I was always happier by myself. But because other people were always surrounded by people, I assumed that I'd be happier 
with more people around me. Whenever I always feel worse, the bigger the crowd. Just one of them things. It, it, like it, it, more if it's friends. Now it's different. More if it's like you know, like acquaintances or people that don't really give a fuck about you. I end up feeling worse. Uh, so I know that's a bit of a different one. Whereas as as time moved for like secondary school and stuff, I still felt like that. Whereas as I've got older, and you always hear that saying, you know, as you get older, your circle gets smaller. I actually do find myself a lot more content. And I'm sure a lot of you are the same. Like people will come in and out of your circles. You'll get best mates for a couple of years, then they'll they'll fade out, moving, traveling, life changes. But it's one of the things where even just knowing during that time period that person's there properly and not just there for their own sake or you actually connect on a deeper level is is far more than... It's better to have a couple of real friends than a load of fucking fake ones. And it's one of them things where, Jesus, I sound like a bad rapper or something. I'm actually going to stop this podcast because that's tragic. I sound like I'm going to cry. Right. I think that's probably enough. I'm going to actually check the timer because if this is any shorter, Mickey's probably going to cry. Yeah, no, I think that's probably about 30 minutes. I honestly don't think you could get any more real value from me on that. If you've enjoyed that, let me know. If you want us to dive in like back and forth between me and Mickey on more of this or like more deeper level of this topic, don't be afraid to give us a shout. We're more than happy to run through anything day or night. Like the more taboo, the better too. We honestly don't give a fuck. I enjoy the ones that are we out there because they're the ones that probably need to talk about most. But even that purpose, enlightenment, I don't I don't like the preachy stuff, but the thought-provoking stuff, now, maybe not that aliens are real or stuff, but we've done the podcast on that, actually. But, yeah, you can let me know. The next week's will probably be from me or Mickey or both of us. I'll be in St. Lucia, so by the time this comes out, I'll actually be there. If you need me or if anybody wants to pop some topics, don't be afraid to just message us. Like, honestly, and Mickey will kill me if I don't say it, so please rate and review because... If you rate and review the week that he's not on, it will burn him so bad. So please do that. Because Mickey always wins. He always slags my legs. So I, I don't really get one up with him. And the fucker knows everything. Like I could talk about fucking frogs and the fucker would know more than me. So don't know why I would know anything about frogs. But <laughs> right on the end, the end of this podcast, we've, we've left the topic on frogs. Rate, review. Give us a couple of topics if you want. Because... Otherwise, we're just going to talk talk as usual. But the more we can spin off, the better. Thank you very much for listening. And have a good week. Yeah. <laughs>